Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Why Did I Like It? I am the nefarious Mike A. Sims, he of no fame yet. Today's episode was actually suggested by my producer, Brian, and it's very, it's, it's, it's going to be a unique episode mainly because we've done TV shows, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. We've done uh, video games or a video game, Super Mario Bros. We've done, uh, we've done Teen Wolf. And again, guys, I know I said I was going to finish watching Teen Wolf, um, which, you know, since the show is edited, probably wasn't even in order if you decided to watch along with me, unless you just also skipped time codes based on what I was saying. But I'm not going to finish that movie. There was nothing to it. You can finish it amongst yourselves. I will, you know what? I was going to lie again. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not going to ever watch it. Uh, so this is going to be different. I keep saying that I want to do something hands-on. I mean, even though video games is, is a hands-on thing. I want to do something with a game from my childhood that was more interactive. So I was thinking of the Tiger Electronics games, which is when obviously my producer said, nay, nay, I say unto thee. He said, what's that upon the crest of the hill? Oh, yes, Pogs. So this episode is uh, dedicated to Fox. Rest in peace. May you forever reign. So I actually ended up doing a little bit of research on Pogs. I know this, this show is not, it's about me interacting with something from my childhood or from my past to figure out why did I like it, but I have to do it from a, a completely fresh perspective. And I did for the most part. I ended up literally just looking up what the word Pogs meant. Come to find out after all these years, after all these, these, these decades of existence on either this mortal coil or the back of a turtle floating in space, or I don't know, the Matrix, depending on who you talk to, after all these years, I find out that they're not even called Pogs. The game is called Milk Caps. What? Oh my good. What? My milk? I never knew. Milk Caps? You're lying. I'm not lying. <laughs> I'm not lying. Why would there be such a skeptical person amongst us? I have no idea. But this person sees it as an affront to their intelligence that I'm calling it Milk Caps. I was blown away too. Okay. So in my, okay, I call it research, but it's research the same way that like someone who's constantly on the bench on a, a popular basketball team who wins a championship is a part of a championship team. You know what I mean? That's, that, that's kind of research where it's like, I, it's like marginal work for possibly a lot of payoff just because it was like, oh, wow, I barely tried. And I learned a lot of stuff about Pogs that I'm pretty sure nobody knew. Now, there's always that one person in the room who's like, I knew that already, which has happened to me recently. I'll give you a little backstory on that because it has it ties in with Pogs very loosely. So recently I was looking on social media because I'm a human being who exists in the year 2022. And actually, that's a lie. My sister sent me a video from social media. And there's a brand in that was very big in the 90s and not 2000s, just in, maybe 2000s, that was spelled, a clothing brand that was spelled E-N-Y-C-E. Now, everybody around me pronounced this as Iniche. Everyone was like, oh, I got a Nietzsche shirt. I got a Nietzsche jeans. I got a Nietzsche shirt. I have a Nietzsche shirt. Someone would say, I have a Nietzsche shirt. And you would respond, I have a Nietzsche jean. And then you put together a Nietzsche outfit. I have a Nietzsche shirt. You have a Nietzsche jean. We become a Nietzsche wear. No, but you would call it a Nietzsche. That's what everyone you know pronounced it as. So my sister sent this video and I, for, for a brief moment, I ceased to exist. I was in this weird void where everything and nothing made sense. And it's not like one of those, like, oh, I was in, I was in outer space. No, I literally, I was transported. Once this knowledge hit my brain, I was transported to a place in between now where I saw all throughout reality, beginning to ending. And 
spoiler alert, it's usually the same thing over and over again. But in this moment, I, I had to rectify <laughs> that I didn't know that Eniche was actually supposed to be pronounced N-E-N-Y, the Y in the middle, C-C-E. Now, it makes more sense because it was a New York-based clothing brand that it would be called NYC. But knowing that we went so long, we meaning me and everybody else who ever heard of Aniche and called it Aniche, not knowing that this thing was called, I can't even, I, I'm struggling to call it NYC, even though that's the name of the brand. It just, it blew my mind. And it's the same thing with Pogs because people who were wearing Aniche um, also played with Pogs. I said it, it had to do with it just so I could get the story out there. I, I really didn't, but I'm outside together. It's another thing that we didn't realize was said a certain way, you know. So in my very limited research of Pogs, it came up that they were called milk caps. Now, here's where I, I school you. I, I Not school you. That sounds very insulting. I'm about to school you. I'm about to school you right now. Take out your textbooks because it's time to get schooled. I don't know why being in school was seen as an insult. Because, I mean, unless you genuinely hate school or were a bully from the 90s, being schooled is like a fantastic thing, especially because college usually costs an exorbitant amount of money. So if someone's like, I'm about to school you, I'm like, oh, let me whip out my book real quick. You're going to school me? Yes. Free knowledge. Free knowledge. Um, I, so to, to pull it back, uh, you know what? Okay, Brian, put a bell in here. It's rant time. When I just said pull out a book, I realized something that's very different. Now, I don't know exactly what's what, what kids have to do nowadays in school if they carry books or not, but I know that back when we were younger, carrying like 20 pound each textbooks is insanity, especially when you find out that a lot of the information in it may not have been necessarily true, correct, or even um, sensitive to the actual plight of, you know, American history or, you know, was a part of a math curriculum that is now seen as archaic or whatever. So we were kids, children, tiny little beings just come out of our our women, just come out of our parents, whatever, and walking around with what what amounts to like a backpack full of rocks or heavy weights. I mean, my backpack alone was insane. Anybody who had seen me back when I was in elementary school, well, middle school really, would knew that I, I had a slight slouch, which I sometimes still do because I was carrying all these books on my back and would only open one or two. And everyone's like, well, then you want to put them in your locker, which I eventually did. But it was very, it was inconvenient to take them out of the locker for the most part. But even if you did that, you were still taking these books at least home or to school, unless you were like the kids who just didn't care, you left them anywhere. But or even carrying one of them around all day is crazy, like on your back, straining your arms, everything. I used to see all those um, old school movies where some kid would walk up to some girl, some girl would be walking with her friend and some guy would like her and he'd walk up and be like, hey, can I carry your books? And the kid would just like carry them like two feet because they would start talking and then I don't know, they, they would either become a karate champion or a teen wolf or something. But the, the end result would be that like they'd carry the books for a very limited time. I want to see that kid carrying her books from class to class to class and not being like, oh my goodness, my arms are dead. That seems worse than a 10 minute workout. I feel like if you had to carry, <laughs> first of all, first of all, I'm not, how is that? I mean, you know what? Now I understand why the girls were impressed because they were like, you can carry all these heavy books. You could, you could die. <laughs> you could just die. <laughs> like what happened to Timmy? He was, he was carrying books. Was it for a girl? It was for a girl. And he couldn't handle it. His heart just gave out. I really believe that there was like, there's a, re- I'm adver- I love books. I do. I have a bookshelf behind me. It's not big, but it exists. And those are smaller books. 
I can't, I can't even imagine the kind of bookshop that would be able to house those monstrosities that they had us carrying around, which a lot of them were from like the 70s and 80s. So the stuff in it was even further off, off uh, base with what it was they were trying to teach us. I don't even know if kids today, I mean, Gen Z feels like they've taught themselves everything and that they don't need to learn from anybody. No shade on them. They're just a lot more independent thinkers. The millennials, my generation, we just listened to everything we were told. And that was literally it. We were like, all right. Sounds good to us. We'll take a spelling test real quick. We'll do do the SATs and then we'll uh, live with our parents for the rest of our lives. But yeah, so yeah, rant over. That was just a quick thing that popped in my head. Back to my limited research about pogs, I found out, well, you know what? Let's start the episode proper. In the middle of my, I don't know, 10 minute now rant, this is why did I like pogs? Now, pogs was a game that I played when I was, <laughs> pogs was a game that I played. That was my Christopher Walken. I'm, I'm, I'm apologizing ahead of time uh, because I promised myself I would never do a Christopher Walken impersonation and I just did and I feel disgusting. I'm going to go ahead and uh, just pause this real quick and take a shower. All right, and I'm back. Uh, I took a shower after that Christopher Walken thing. I, I, you know, I even wrote him a letter. I don't know if he'll ever get it. I just kind of wrote it on a piece of paper and threw it into the sky. Um, okay, I've gone off base again. Okay, pogs were these small circular cardboard, I guess they were toys, collectibles, really, that were usually themed. For example, the pogs that I had were Batman Forever themed. The first set of pogs I had were Batman Forever themed because they came for free in some activity book that I got. And they were circles, as I said. They were about the size of a silver dollar which is a half dollar, which is a 50 cent piece. They came loose or together or as a part of like a big board, you had to pop them out individually and you put them in this tube, this cylinder tube to carry around. And it was your pod container, pod case, whatever it is. And you had one thick, usually metallic thing that you carry around called a slammer. Now the slammer was the same size and diameter as the pogs, but it was thicker and it was heavier because that's what you use to actually play the game. Now, let's do the history real quick because that's the basic setup. And I'll go further into how you actually play the game in a moment. Bear with me, baby birds. Big Eagle Mike is going to feed you. I almost did a bird noise just now, but realized I might pop out the speaker. And um, again, as I've said in the past, this podcast, the equipment that my producer uses to edit everything and bounce it out is run on happiness. And he's been very clear. He's like, if I see that you're having too much fun, which I usually am, because life is a hilarious series of events that just happens. And he will be very upset that day. I think one time he said he wet himself. I don't know. Point is, so POGS actually started out, well, POG, P-O-G, actually stands for passion fruit, orange, and guava. Shocking, right? Um, Based on what I saw, POGS originated in Hawaii. Now, there was a dairy company in Hawaii that made milk or they, they sold milk and their milk caps, the top, like the caps for their milk jugs uh, or milk bottles, kids would take them, stack them up and they would like hit them with something and whoever flipped over the milk caps and caused the side without the milk to land on the floor with the milk residue side flipped up, they would win. So this dairy company started making a juice brand called Pog, passion fruit, orange, and guava. The logo for that juice was being advertised inside the milk caps. So that's where you get the word Pogs because they were associated with 
the milk caps because kids would flip them over when they're playing this game and they would see pogs on the inside. Based on what I looked at, it was it originally started in Hawaii and that's why the game is actually known as milk caps. That's the true, I, I guess you could say, uh, etymology for, not etymology, what's it called? That's like the origin of a word. It's the true, I guess that's what they called the game. I'll just call it that, whatever. So once Pogs started to take off, then you had all these companies kind of spring up looking to cash in on the craze of Pogs. And it was a mid-90s thing when it made its way to the States, even though Hawaii is in the United States, but to the mainland for the most part. And when it came up here, the game was pretty much the same, but a little bit different. So where those kids were using something to hit the pile of, of milk caps to flip one over and you know eventually keep those and whoever had the most was the winner, that's essentially the same way that you'd play Pogs here. So now, for example, it's, well, it's supposed to be a more, it's a two-player plus a game, but since I'm the only person here and I couldn't get anybody else, well, my brother-in-law said he would do it, but then I didn't really follow through, so it's totally on me. I'm going to play it. I mean, you guys can't see it. I mean, unless you look at this live stream, but like I said, I'm not releasing that. So with Pogs, what you do is uh, you and another person, you bring your Pogs to whatever playground or lunch table. I think they were starting to get banned in lunch tables because they were causing fights because I'll get to that in a second. But anyway, so you'd have your stack of Pogs. Your opponent would have his stack of Pogs or their stack of Pogs. It's 2022, pal. Anybody can play Pogs. And um, they would mix them all together, right? Both stacks of Pogs and have one big pile. Then I would take my Slammer, which remember is heavier than the Pog. It's usually metallic or some kind of hard plastic. It's, it has to be hard. And I would slam it on the top of the pile. Now, the Pogs are going to fall over, obviously, because it's a pile full of cardboard circles. It's not, gonna, it's not that much you know, density to it. So when they fall over, any of the Pogs that have flipped upside down. Now, the thing is with milk caps, you were just doing it based on the top of a milk cap and the bottom of a milk cap. Typically with residues, sometimes not. With Pogs now, this is why they were such a big deal. Like I said, my Pog set came from Batman Forever. So they had pictures of characters from Batman Forever. Now, Batman Forever was a movie starring Jim Carrey, Val Kilmer, as Batman. Weird that I said the character who, the actor who played the villain, Riddler, first, but I love Jim Carrey. Tommy Lee Jones was Two-Face, et cetera, et cetera. It was basically a five-star, five-star cast. An A-list, it was a five-star cast. It was a five-star cast. It was an all-star cast. It was a great movie, very fun movie. Basically a Saturday morning cartoon come to life. And so I was excited to get the Pogs and the Pogs had all of these characters, like I said, on the front of them. But then you would have Pogs that were like, quote unquote rare just because anything back in the 90s was rare when I described um, the gigapet phenomenon oh I have to play with something hands on did I forget that old episode no no it's not me it's the children who are wrong when I spoke about that I talked about how things were fads because we couldn't we didn't really get things year round pogs were different because pogs were cheap the slammers were expensive especially a nice one but the pogs were cheap the thing is you would also get these very rare ones. For example, you could get Pogs with like the face of some some athlete who might retire soon or from a movie premiere or from an endangered animal or just a limited selection of them. Like everyone started cashing in on Pogs, um, like I said beforehand. So you had all these gimmicks to like be like, oh, these Pogs are going to be a lot. Hey, these, these Pogs are going fast. There's <laughs> one guy behind the table. Hey, hey man, these Pogs are going fast. And you look like, these Pogs aren't going fast. Uh, but everything in retrospect, just like Beanie Babies, just like Giga Pets, even anything from the 90s, unless there's, first of all, unless there's a market for anything that's that's deemed collectible, 
it's usually just old stuff. Like, so for example, um, wrestling toys from the 80s. There's an entire, like, economy. There's an entire society. There's an entire infrastructure. It's, it's dictated by what people are willing to pay to get these older, rare wrestling toys. So Zack Ryder, for example, Matt Cardona, he's a wrestler. He's very much into it. He has a podcast about it. He will pay top dollar for, like, a limited edition Hulk Hogan thing with one arm or something like that. So it's the same thing in any other really collector or whatever it is group or whatever unfortunately and i know they have the, they had the the milk cap championships i don't know if they still exist but they had like a, a pog championship essentially but i i mean and i'm sure there are there probably is some groups out there who collect like rare pogs but i mean I, based on the limited research i did i didn't see you know this whole overwhelming like contingent of like we are the pog masters of the world normally if you put something in there and there's like a big collector's society like star wars figures you'll see it right away this i didn't see that so but at the time we didn't know in retrospect you know hindsight is 50 30 uh or 20 40 or 70 30 i don't know it's whatever get your eyes checked guys come on now you're adults or not i don't know what you are but you know we were sold in the fact that they were rare oh you know what it was like it was like pokemon cards <laughs> where it was like <laughs> even though jake paul the youtuber does carry around his neck a very expensive Pokemon card. So I guess in that case, it was true. But I don't see anybody walking around with a very expensive Pog, which is essentially, like I said, a circular piece of cardboard. I mean, I'm sure if somebody made a Pog into an NFT, even though people still are struggling to find out what an NFT is, they would somehow magically sell that for millions of dollars. Society is strange. But yeah, so if you had like a sick or like a, or if you liked a certain Pog, you might keep it out of the pile and just use like a trash one. But you know, the real, the real heavy hitter, the thing that like sold Pogs was the Slammer because Slammers would look dope. They'd have crazy designs like a skull. The eight ball Slammer, was, which was a Slammer that was shaped like an eight ball or had an eight ball design on it, was very popular. Um, holographic Slammers, you know, Slammers with engravings in them, like just personalized Slammers. Like the well-off kids would have like a pretty dope Slammer and then get it stolen you're not supposed to lose, but the Pogs, you could. So slam the slammer on the slam the slammer. Slam the slammer. Yokozuna's body slam challenge. Uh, you slam the slammer on the group of Pogs. Pogs spill over. One or two flips up. You keep those. Now, if you're playing just for fun, you know, you kind of remember which Pogs were yours and which were his, and you kind of just do whatever, or you just play with your own pile. You know, whatever. But if you're playing for keeps now, that's where we get dangerous. You see, because like most things in competition betting eventually becomes, you know, the biggest thing. So playing for keeps is exactly what it sounds like. We're putting all of our pogs in this pile and we're slamming the slammers down on top of, I, I got to think of a different way to say that, uh, on top of the pile and anything that is loose, we're keeping them. I'm keeping them. So if you and I are going one-on-one and I slam down my slammer, my goodness, and a knockoff, like three of your, your pogs that you put in the pile flip upside down, I'm keeping those. And when the game is over, they're still mine. On the other side, if that happens and you get all my pogs, you get all my pogs. Playing for keeps would just turn, you know, ugly if, you know, the kids didn't want to give up their pogs or because they're kids. So, you know, it would become a thing where fights would break out in schools. And, you know, I, I want to say because it was the 90s, some kid might have unfortunately been physically harmed to a more serious, I don't know about lethal, but serious degree. But playing for keeps wasn't really the most ideal situation. I remember I played Pogs a couple times. I didn't care who took my Pogs because I was, I loved my action figures. My action figures were persona non grata. Like I just, I'd never brought my action figures anywhere. Like, like, like I, my action figures were off limits because one, 
Again, I got them like twice a year, my birthday and Christmas. And two, I was very much into playing with, with my action figures. I loved it. Boggs, nah, I take it or leave it um, at the time. But I, but I do remember having fun with them. I, like, I, I don't want this podcast to, be, to start to devolve into this thing where I start complaining about things from the 90s because I'd rather just use my phone, play with my son and you know play video games to a degree more than anything else. So it's just like, yeah, I don't know if I like it. Meh, I don't like it. Meh, see? No, I, but I but I had fun with it at the time. The thing with Pogs, though, is the same thing that happened with Gigapets. It was a it, like I said, the whole fat fad culture. Brian, put another bell in it. Fad culture in general has nothing on what it was in the '90s. Fad culture in the '90s was all encompassing. It was more than just you know one or two mentions on social media. It was more than just a small contingent of people being obsessed with it. It was more than a flash in a pan like a Tiger King or like like a Jeffrey Dahmer thing right now. They were financial. They were attention grabbing. Like these were things that when they happened, like the entire the zeitgeist was focused solely on it. Furbies, Furbies were children's toys, and like Tickle Me Elmo were children's toys. But these things were being they were in SNL skits. They were they were all over. They were stocked all over stores. They were the front pages of magazines. There was deep cut like documentaries about them. They were in shows. They were focused on episodes. They were these things were so big. Fads were so powerful in the 90s for reasons I really can't fathom. I really, I really, I was too young at the time to understand, but like looking back in retrospect, like if something is popular now, for the most part, maybe, maybe it'll cross over like little Nas X making that one video where he, you know, was, was entangled with, you know, the devil. Like, yeah, you'll hear about that, but you weren't hearing about that the same way that you would he- you would hear an Ace of Bass song over and over and over again, or Sugar Ray play on the radio over and over again. Like, this was a time where there was no streaming services for music. So you were listening to things on the radio and you would hear them on a loop. Like, so songs would become just as powerful as fads, you know, to the point where somebody could become a celebrity based off of literally having one hit. And I know one hit wonders were a thing for years, but in the nineties, Natalie Imbruglia had one song was called Torn and she was literally walking around like she had 10 different albums that came out that were all hits. Same thing with Lisa Loeb. These are all, Sir Mix-a-Lot had Baby Got Back. He had one song and he was literally riding that because you could become, you could become literally a celebrity based off of one song because fads were so powerful in the 90s. It's crazy. So Pogs are the same thing. Pogs were a fad that were all over schools. They were all over the place. They were like a big deal, but fad culture made it so we all had to have it. Like it, it's crazy, especially kids because they're selling toys to kids and then there's kids all feeling like there's a toy that they all need that if they don't get it, then they're not as good as any other kid or they need to have it so they can play with other kids. All right, rant over. Ooh, that one, why that one? <laughs> I was winded based off of that. Also, it's been 20 minutes into this podcast and I've yet to open this pack of pogs. So let me just do that now. I have to, I'm live streaming it. So let me just slowly, because I could have taken, I have the box that it came in initially. I haven't even opened it. I haven't. Honest, honest. Uh, no fooling. I'm going to start saying no fooling again. No fooling. Mike, you lying. No fooling. Honest. And then I'm going to get on my bike and ride away with my striped socks or whatever it is. Yeah, but so I had to order this from a site, the same site that I usually get everything else from. This story has a sad ending though. Put that knife away. It's a box cutter. It's not a knife, YouTube. It's not a knife. It's just a box cutter. This story had a sad ending. I was so excited to find Pogs on this website that I ordered them right away. Not unlike the Gigapet, which sits right here. And I've put it out of misery by taping a battery to the back of it. So if I ever feel the need to resurrect my 101 Dalmatians dog, which I won't, that'll be readily handy for that. Maybe I'll pass it down as a collector's item. 
but yeah, so I went on the site and I ordered these pogs. Um, I was so excited. I like said yes right away. And it came with slammers. I was like, yes, absolutely. I'll take them. I'm not going to wait for somebody else because there was other offers on them. After I ordered them, this other set of pogs that I looked at also that was already on sale for 9% went on sale even further for like 15%. But I was stuck with these pogs that I paid top dollar for already. And the pogs that went down to like 11 or 13% or whatever had way more. I mean, also granted, I don't know if I wanted that many pogs in my procession. My, per- my procession? Yes. In my procession. In the band that plays ahead of me, I guess in my funeral, I don't want them to, I could have said a parade. I don't want them to have pogs on them. When I make verbal mistakes, I just ride it because that's what I do. All right, so now I'm using my box cutter to cut the box open, which I seldom do. I usually cannot find my box cutter. I'm always like, yo, where's my box cutter? To no one in particular, because no one would know anyway. Because it's my box cutter. This is my box cutter. This is my gun. This is for open boxes. This is not one. Um, Okay. Um, (laughs) This is why I'm not a fan of unboxings, because it's you're literally just watching someone open a box. Wow, this seems like there's a lot of pogs in here. Okay, that has overwhelmed me. (laughs) I literally just, I was like, wow. Like, you can't see my face on the podcast, but there was was a tinge of fear on my face because it's just, oh man, why are there so many pogs? Brian, this is, I'm like, I'm like, oh. (laughs) Because I'm going to be stuck with this. Like, this podcast is going to be me ordering things and just having them around, which... I know I seem like I, I got it all together and I'm a money-making player from the streets. But one, I'm not uh, in any capacity, any of those things that I just said. And two, I live very humbly because I'm not a runaway success yet. So, yes, like, share, and subscribe. Wait a minute. Tell Mandy to give my... Hold on. I don't think he gave me my slammers. Did he lie to me? Oh, no, I see them in there. I see one. Yeah, so I... You know, I ordered, he said two slammers. I want my $9 back. I mean, I want my $100 back. Uh, oh, no, there's two slammers in there. I need to stop jumping the gun. I was about to badmouth this man for no reason. Okay, so I took them out of the box. They were, probably should have, un- I mean, it's not, I'm unboxing something that was sent to me by somebody <laughs> that wasn't like a professional boxer. Unless he was, and I don't know. I mean, Creed 3's trailer did just come out, so there's a lot of unboxers. <laughs> There's a lot of boxes you don't know about. Oh my goodness, Brian's gonna listen to this episode. He's listening to this episode. Be like, what? What is any of this? Okay, so we got the uh, we got the pogs out of the box. Remember, passion fruit, orange, and guava. With the milk caps, we got the milk caps out of the box. Okay, let's look. Let's see what we got here. Oh, the first one I see is of Michael Jordan, circa '96. Shout out to Space Jam. Uh, oh, Michael Jordan pog. Another Michael Jordan pog. Oh, the eight ball pog. See, I told you guys. I told you it's green with eights in the background and then an eight ball. Hmm. Okay. And then there's a, just a random design one. Of, it looks like those uh, Dutch shoes. Oh, my goodness. Then there's a Saudi Arabia World Cup 94 pog. Wow. Okay. More Michael Jordan. Why is there so many Michael Jordan pogs in this thing? Mexico World Cup pogs. Yeah, so... And there's just a pig. There's also numbers on them. I'm assuming this is probably for sports. And then legitimately like four Michael Jordan pogs in a row. I feel like I probably should have read the description of what these pogs were. But you know, when you get excited to order things online, you don't really look at the description. You just kind of start ordering. There's a few clothing sites where that happened. And I have shirts that could not have been made from mortal people. 
let alone fit me. Um, and I mean that in both ways, either too big or too small. You guys know which ones I'm talking about. I don't have to say names because if they sponsor us, then I love their clothes. Random yin-yang, but with obscure colors. Uh, completely losing the purpose of the, what the yin-yang is supposed to be. This yin-yang pog has orange and purple, making it very festive, not realizing that black and white is only yin-yang for actual reasons. I bet you that was made by an American. It had to be. Uh, Russian World Cup <laughs> pog. This is also a 94 advanced, it says. So I guess any team that advanced in the World Cup in 94 got a pog. Morocco also. Good for you guys. Uh, more Michael Jordan. Oh, I was just talking about boxing, and there's a In This Corner, the Grunger pog that is extremely 90s. It's drawn in the style of Daria, which is a cartoon from M- which was, I think, is, I think I rebooted it, which is a cartoon that originated in the 90s, considering a girl who now, in retrospect, is clearly suffering depression and um, probably a host of other mental illnesses, which is not a knock on her. It's just that even in cartoons, it was undiagnosed. It goes to show you what we were doing in the 2000s. Spain, World Cup, Norway. Let's just skip the World Cup thing and just say there's a lot of ones with World Cup in here. And if you're that interested in how many of my pogs, my pogs, my pogs, <coughs> have the World Cup on it. Was anybody out there trying to say no? There's one with a random alien on it. I mean, I think he said, okay, so the way he described it was that he had lots of pogs and I could just buy them. These were, okay, these are like, and then these are weird cartoons that I don't know. Like they're, they're okay, they're not cartoons like, you know, Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck. They're just like animated drawings of like just things. Like uh, this one's a hockey player named Everything Jetty Eddie. No, Skating Jetty Eddie. It's just all very 90s. And then there's, you know, when it says Piggy out and another Michael Jordan one, kind of sick to see Michael Jordan, honestly. And Tricera. I mean, maybe they got a pack of pogs and they just kind of, you know, when they were kids, I, I, I honestly, this looks like somebody was collecting these things because they thought, like I said before, that they were going to be worth money. They bought into the lie that it was going to be worth money. And had to have their heart broken when they realized, oh no, I've been swindled. They're just going to be like everything else. Junk in my uh, crawl space or attic. Speaking of crawl space, I had two crickets outside that were very aggressive. Like they were basically screaming. And I've seen crickets before, obviously. I'm a, I'm a man of the world. But these two were like, they either had beef with me for some reason or they were trying to wake up my son. Either way, they were very, <laughs> very rude. Ah, oh, the slip. Shocker, guys. It's the Michael Jordan Slammer. It just has a big 23 on it. Not even a Space Jam one. It's just a 23 with like his, not even his logo. Oh, it's, it's like his signature on it. Like he signed it. Also, it has the Michael Jordan name from back when he used to sell cologne. I don't know if they still make it, but it smelled like an older man who works very long hours. I bought it once, obviously. It was in TJ Maxx or something. So now to have his pogs has made my life come full circle. Um, and then the rest of the pogs are like, oh, here's a cool one, finally. It's a skull with a knife in its head with blood dripping out of it. That's the hardcore in me. That's the scene kid in me. Um, again, nobody who was seen or emo or straight edge, we never called ourselves that. And if you did, then you were a poser. And I have no problem telling you that to your face. But no, you won't do anything because you're a poser. That's right. I'm a 36-year-old man who's calling out people from a music scene that was in the mid-2000s. That's how much I've grown as a human being. Then again, I'm also sitting here playing with pogs. So have I grown? No. It's the children who are wrong. 
Uh, this one just says head first. Ah, this guy or whoever this person was that I bought these pogs from. I want to say that it was a, it was a guy because I think I saw his logo. His I know his his profile picture. These are like these are like uh, what somebody who's trying not trying to be somebody who was like had a hardcore phase or like a an irreverent phase would use. You know, like I could definitely see myself liking these things back in the day because like it's this one is. It says kick this and it's a stegosaurus kicking a rock with cleats on. What are the numbers on these pogs? Are these like points? You know what? I got to look at this and see exactly what that is. Look at me, guys. You got to be doing research for this. These are okay. So these are all like sports based, basically. This one is a shark with a golf club saying killer swing, which seems wildly out of place because I mean, at least the stegosaurus with cleats on was on, you know, grass kicking a rock. So that's, I guess, era appropriate. This shark thing on land, I don't know. Land sharks, is that a thing? I feel like I feel like it is. Or maybe it's a car. Oh, speaking of cars, this one's a race car, a Formula One car. Yeah, these are just very random. This is a, an old face with teeth. They're either sports or like that kind of like gross out, grungy, 90s, 2000s aesthetic. Yeah, I think he actually went out of the way to get these. Ooh, this looks cool. This one is a yellow pog with what looks like a Joan Jet as a vampire. I hate that you can't sing songs on podcasts without, you know, copyright. Because I'm, I, in real life, I'm prone to busting out a song, like, on a whim. It, well, usually unprompted, because I have a terrible voice. But don't, when has being bad at anything ever stopped anybody in this great country of ours from doing it? Never. Oh, this one actually says, oh, this one says Hawaiian milk caps. Oh my goodness, I feel like I found, like, the, I feel like I found the original pog. Or milk cap. I have to call it pogs because I'm an uncultured swine. I've been calling it my entire life, so I can't change it now. It's too late. I'm dug in, never changing. Rock, flag, and eagle. Hawaiian milk caps. I'm going to keep this one. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> I just said, I just said I'm going to keep this one near me and immediately dropped it. Like immediately. I don't know where it just went. Okay, that has to be indicative of how my life is. I think it's, oh, well. I literally just said, this might be the original Pog. Just made a whole to-do about it and immediately lost the Pog. I'm not, that's not even for stick. You could, I can, I'm going to put the clip out there because I just found it and it dropped because of course it did. This one's an alligator. I'm like describing these Pogs to you guys, but you have to understand the drawing is like Beavis and Butthead. It's kind of like, it's that squiggly kind of like supposed to be gross out. It's supposed to be, you know, unique and like, yeah, kind of stuff. Um, all right, let's see. And the rest of them are just, oh, another one with skulls. The rest of them are just more repetitive of that. There's nothing really to write home about them. It is cool to see these again, though, like, because this is what you did. You like just looked at all the pogs. You, you, just, you just collected a mass of them. You just got as many as you could. And, um, you know, if you lost some, then there was always a million more. Wait, I thought I saw two. Oh, there's more pogs in the bag. He put these in two sandwich bags, but they're the sandwich bags that are like, way too small for actual sandwiches like you put you end up with like crayons or batteries in them um or something else and you put them in the draw like you know one time one time i had somebody one of the biggest insults i've ever gotten in my life this is no joke is i was packing away something in my uh my camera bag uh or my my equipment bag which had my box light and all the stuff that you know uh podcasters or people who want to be amateur movie directors or just untalented people just buy and, and carry around and I had to put my green screen into a bag and then put that into my equipment bag. And then I had to put some other stuff. I had to put my, my clips and all these kind of things and other things. 
uh, that I needed for my equipment into you know, Ziploc bags. And I put those in bags also. And this person has the audacity to say to me, oh, you're putting bags in bags. And I just, I felt so, it's like, like it was the dumbest thing anybody had ever done. Like, oh, you're just going to put bags in bags. And to their credit, I felt like a complete idiot. I was like, <laughs> like should, should I not be putting bags in bags? I like, I just, I, I seldom let what anybody says influence what I actually do. Even a producer who was ruling with an iron fist and is just very avid about the fact that I have deadlines that I cannot, cannot miss, lest he bring down the, the wrath of the gods. But this little like tidbit, this little statement, this little statement, this is like ripped through my soul. I was like, I, I mean, of course, I still do it to this day, but I felt so inadequate. I felt less than if like at, at some point I was like, wow. So all those times when I was going to somebody's house and I'd wipe my feet on the doormat and then walk inside, this is what the doormat must have felt like. It was like, no one even says thank you. They just wipe their feet on you and walk away. That's exactly what happened. You're putting bags into bags. Also, you know, maybe, maybe I am more sensitive than I realized because the same person at one point, I'm showing the camera that I have a green one with skulls in it. The same person at one point said that I was wearing a collared shirt and I put a collared jacket over it and they were like collars on collars maybe this person has a has a situation with inception i don't know but both of those incidents were uh very uh very soul crushing to me so seeing my man you know put these small sandwich bags uh into this box and put these pogs in it just reminded me that there are people who put bags in boxes and possibly bags and bags out there um this one says hey you i'm thinking hey you guys what's the numbers on it okay i gotta find this out they got to do some deep digging, which means deep digging on why did I like it means you put in something that you're trying to think of into your search engine. And the first thing that pops up, you take it as gospel. You know, when Wikipedia first started, they were like, teachers were like, you can't cite that as a source. I know a lot of you remember that, but it still bottles my bottles. It still bottles, milk caps, bottles. It still bottles my mind, you know, like locks everything into a bottle. So you can't think at all. You're going crazy. It still boggles my mind that. That Wikipedia wasn't used as a source, but I never really use it as a source unless it's something um, like pop culture related because I know that like hardcore fans love to update those things. So if it's like, you know, the history of a comic book character or, you know, something else like that, a video game company or whatever, I know it's usually on point. Um, the remainder of these pogs are just really strange. Not strange because it's not strange. They're just, they're just silly drawings. You know, some of them edgier than others. Skull with a knife in his mouth. Um, dog playing with bones. And my other slammer is, I think these are both Michael Jordan slammers. Goodness, guy. Like, being a huge fan of Michael Jordan, okay, nothing wrong with it. Fantastic man, fantastic movie. But, like, buying this much stuff by Michael Jordan, that's just, I would feel, like, weird. Like, I remember when I worked at Foot Locker, which I worked at back in the day. Like, people would come in for the Jordans. Yes, absolutely. But then they would give you, they'd have, like, the whole Jordan outfits, like, Jordan shorts, Jordan this, Jordan that. One time, one of my managers at Foot Locker was regaling the story to me, unprompted. I don't know why he was telling me the story, um, of how he had bought Jordans and bought Jordan sweatpants and a Jordan headband, Jordan shirt. Jordan, like, everything was Jordans. And he put it all on. And he walked outside. And he was like, I felt like, yo, this is so stupid. And to this day, I hear that. I, to this day, I think about that when I'm like, oh, man, this is just, that's a lot. Like, guys, when I release the Michael collection, which will just be an assortment of shirts with my face on it, it's just going to be not even not even designed by like a graphic designer, nothing fancy. It's just going to be my face on it. I don't know what pose I'll have on it, but it'll just be my face 
just dead center. Like, oh, there it is. Um, do you wear the Michael collection? It's an, ag- that's an aggressive shirt. <laughs> that, is, that shirt is making me uncomfortable. Please take it off or leave this premise. Um, okay. So I'm about to play Pogs. I put it up into, I put the, the Pogs that I got into five piles of varying heights. One, because, you know what? I did it like that because I couldn't really be bothered to do it any other way. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slam my Michael Jordan slammer on one very quietly. Hold on. Let's see what happens. Oh, oh, the pile fell over, obviously. I also caught the, the slammer before it fell on the ground. Did I get any Pogs? No, none of them flipped upside down. No, let's go to the next pile, next pile, next pile. I'm only going to play one of these each. Um, that pile didn't even move. Okay. I did that one pile twice because it didn't move the first time. I think my slammers are too light. I thought they were heavy. You know what? I don't know if you guys know this, but when you're smaller, things seem heavier. But then when you get bigger, they seem lighter. Not unlike life and its problems until they get heavier again. In which case, talk to somebody. Okay. Pile number three. Let's see. Let's get some, let's get some pogs. Let's win. Let's win some pogs from this guy. This duty head. Oh, okay. My, my, what was I going to say about my bouncer went flying? My slammer went flying. This one. No. I mean, how did you get these things to flip upside down? Cause it's a, it's a pile of cardboard um, stuck together. And then you're slamming it with a thin piece of metal. I don't think we knew it was supposed to flip upside down. I think, I think when they knocked it over, you just started keeping pogs. That one didn't move at all. Oh, okay. Um, I'm getting nothing besides massive amounts of frustration from the fact that I can't knock anything over to flip upside down. Guys, I know that I'm already into 40 minutes into this podcast, but I'm telling you right now, if I can't flip one of these pogs over, no one is going home. I'm getting the pogs off the floor. I hope you guys can still hear me. Okay, I'm back. Let's see. Let's do this. Let's do this. Oh my goodness, that one didn't do it either. I know that was loud. I know that was loud in the microphone. Oh goodness! You know, when we developed the show, we know we thought about all the things we could do on it. And sometimes you get carried away with what your abilities are. It's it's like bowling. Like I said this before, but whenever anybody asks me if I'm good at bowling, I usually say no. Because I think I am, but I only think I'm good at bowling against people who are not that good. But who's really good at bowling? Nobody. But then you're like, Mike, there's bowling leagues and there's this, that, and the third. They don't really count. That's not real. But people who go bowling, it's like pool. Who's really good at pool? No one. But then again, someone might be on one random day. And then they might think they're that good. That's not the case with this situation. I never thought I was good at pogs. But I thought it wouldn't be like this hard. But it's from the 90s. I should have known it would be an impossible game. This is absurd. Hold on, guys. I also should have played this on the floor. I'm playing it on my desk, which is right next to the microphone. I don't think it's affecting the microphone, though. I'll find out when Brian yells at me later. One more time. Hold on. I need to just slip over one pog. Just one. <gasps> I just slipped over three of them at once. Oh, my goodness. I slipped over three of them at once. See? Never give up on your dreams. If you if you fight for your dreams, your dreams will fight for you. Uh, this wrestler said that in a promo after he came back from um, a very serious career-ending injury, Brian Danielson. Um, he said, if you fight for your dreams, your dreams will fight for you. To this day, I have no idea what that's supposed to mean. I, I have no... I, what? I just said... <laughs> I say it every now and then because it doesn't make sense. And he's actually my favorite wrestler literally right now. Chris Jericho's favorite wrestler of all time, but Daniel Bryan's my favorite. Brian Danielson, his name was different in a different company. He's my favorite wrestler. And 
I constantly find myself saying, if you fight for your dreams, your dreams will fight for you. To no one in particular, because I just literally walk around my apartment saying things to myself for no reason. Um, but I just got three pogs. Let's see which ones I'm keeping. I just scammed a sucker. Maybe I was a ringer the whole time. I knew how to play pogs. I was lying. That whole, that meandering and, and warbling pool story or that really poorly thought out bowling metaphor, lies. Your boy here is a scoundrel for a reason. Oh, goodness. I got three World Cup box. It's Italy. Eh, you don't. Oh, that's that's not Italy at all. That's, that wasn't Italy at all. That's not what Italy sounds like. Norway and Sweden. I'm not going to do accents of different countries because I don't want to be canceled. So I won those pogs. I did it. 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 Um, there's still another. Let me do the last stack just for completionist's sake. Okay, the, the slammer's landed on top of it, literally, abruptly. Oh, okay. Well, those pogs flew off the table altogether. I'm not getting that slammer. And the last pile. There we go. Okay. So, what did we learn today? <sighs> well, pogs are... They were absolutely fun. I, I'm not going to lie. I absolutely did have fun with them. Why did I like pogs? Because I like to collect different pogs. like to have different designs and characters and have different slammers that were cool that had different engravings on them different consistencies metal plastic whatever have you usually metal those are the best ones those would get you the most pogs i can also see myself playing this for a very long time i know i was like i probably wasn't really into it because of toys but as i started playing it just now i remembered i did like pogs a lot and i did like playing pogs usually outside i didn't like playing it on tables because I just try to play it on my desk and immediately got frustrated again like I did as a kid because everything just goes everywhere. And if it's on the floor, it's different. So on floors, on, you know, outside, whatever. So do Pogs hold up? I feel like Pogs could possibly make a comeback. Um, Well, first, let me see what the numbers are on Pogs. What do the numbers on Pogs mean? Okay, actually, looks like Slammers were always metal. I don't know. There's numbers on these Pogs. It's not saying what it is. It was started in Hawaii, and Pog was the brand that started it all. There we go. Okay, they're also saying Pog means play of the game, but I know that's not right. Read a quick article about how Pogs died because it became too competitive. I told you, and because it became gambling, essentially. It was like playing dice. <laughs> it was like playing legalized dice in schools. So once that became competitive and became, like I said, violent, that's when schools started banning Pogs, and it was pretty much done after that. You know, you can still play it outside by your house, but like the whole point was to bring your pogs to school and the entire school didn't live in your neighborhood usually. Like a lot of kids would, but not the entire school. So that's where you would really, you know, compete and everything like that. So yeah, gambling, like I said before, it was because it became too much in schools and it was, I said, essentially a, a silo game, you know, with a uh, cardboard instead of money and slammers instead of dice. So that happened. Silo also became big in my school for a little while too. School. What are you gonna do? But back to my question: Why do I like Pogs? Because it was fun, even with the competitive nature. I'm a very competitive person, so it was a lot of fun to use a slammer and to see whose you got to keep and whose you know you know you didn't really care for. Plus, collecting them was fun. Getting a cool slammer was 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 key to making sure that it was that that you were the champ. Could I see it making a comeback? No. Um, the article I just read was from 2008, where the person was explaining why pogs died they should because i could see it being a cool i mean there's different variations of it now that are still around i know there's one with bottle caps i know there's you know there's there's variations of pogs um but would the, that particular i could see it gonna come back i absolutely could see it come uh, making a comeback does it hold up 
Yes, I feel like if I, I know, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to bust this out in front of my family and see if my brother-in-law does still want to play. I'm not going to record it, obviously, but I'm going to see if he still wants to play. And on next week's episode, I'm not going to say what I'm going to do next week because I don't know yet. And, you know, I'm beholden to these things sometimes. So once I find out what next week's episode is and, and we decide, I'm going to do a follow-up with what it was like to play Pogs with my brother-in-law and maybe my brother as well. We'll see who's around. I'm going to see because I, I know that this is going to, this is, will entice them to play Pogs. So that'll be a cool, be a cool experience. Um, but yeah, to put a bow on it, I'll just say that even though the game eventually turned into violence and was one of those things that, you know, it was unfortunately, like I said, fad culture, it was the, like the epitome of it. It was like the peak of fad culture. It doesn't minimize its impact on the youths of the time because collecting pogs, trading pogs, battling for pog supremacy was awesome. Now, the slammers were very cool. I had a black one, if I remember correctly. It was black, and I don't remember what the design was. I don't think it was skulls, because I was not allowed to have skulls when I was a kid. And that's a story for another time. But it was black, and I want to say it had maybe stars on it, something like that. I don't think it was an eight ball one, but it was something to that effect. And I remember loving that that slammer. I know I said in the beginning I wasn't into it, but that's why this podcast is for, because by the end I realized, oh no, I did I did like Pogs. And sometimes it is hard for me to remember exactly what it was that, you know, that was so appealing about some of these things. And that's what this podcast is for. It's to see like, why did I like that? And this was, I want to say the one episode that legitimately had me answer that question truthfully. And that is that when you're younger and you don't miss the things you don't have yet, obviously. So I didn't miss phones. I didn't miss PlayStation 5 or, or you know, whatever else it is, driving. So Pogs, at that time, bringing us together, you know, to play this competitive you know, sport and like, you know, get rowdy and get crazy. You know, who doesn't love that? And as, as a proud reveler of chaos, this game was right up my alley. So I, I'm going to see if it holds up. I'll answer that question on next week's episode. But I do think, I do know exactly why I liked it because it was an awesome competitive game that bred chaos. So that, ladies and gentlemen, has been Why Did I Like Pogs? You can follow me at, at Mike A. Sims, at M-I-K-E-A-S-I-M-M-S, on TikTok and Instagram. You can follow me at The Epic Mike V, that's The Epic Mike, M-I-C-V, V, the letter V, on Twitter. And please subscribe to my YouTube channel, Mike A. Sims X Mike Versus. That's M-I-C-V-E-R-S-Y-S. Those are all of my socials. And do not forget to go onto Apple, listen to the previous episodes of Why Did I Like It, Gigapets, Yokozuna's Body Slam Challenge, all that good stuff. Please rate us. Please write a review. The more reviews you write, the more attention we get and the longer we can do this show. I have been the nefarious Mike A. Sims. You have been fantastic. I love you and I will see you on the flip side of humanity.